0: This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill.
1: Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill.
0: 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Well, another Maple Leaf season may have ended, but our work has just begun. Presented by Botano, it's the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you. Jay Rosehill will drop by in about five minutes for another installment of Three Hits with Rosie. Today's guest, longtime NHL broadcaster slash insider host of the Bob McCowan Show on YouTube, John Shannon, will drop by in about ten from now as the postmortem begins on another disappointing finish to a Maple Leaf season. Folks, unfortunately, I think the writing was a bit on the wall down 0-3 in that series. Only four teams had ever done it in Stanley Cup playoff history. We all probably knew this day was coming, and already the news is coming out. It's locker room cleanout day, by the way. We'll have full reaction to that coming up tomorrow. Um, the one peculiar thing and the interesting thing, I guess, is that Brendan Shanahan will not be addressing the media today. So I'll talk to uh, John Shannon about that coming up. Kyle Dubas will talk. Sheldon Keefe will talk. Some of the players have already spoken. Others later on. But the bit, the first piece of news, uh, earlier this morning, Frank Saravalli, our great insider over at Daily Faceoff, says he hears the Flames plan to pursue permission to interview Leafs assistant GM Brandon Pridham for their GM vacancy. So make it that way you will. You know, it's, I think it's way too early in the process to decipher what this mean, means in the long haul for the Maple Leafs. But from that perspective, I think the writing has been on the board when it comes to Brandon Pridham. And I don't know if the Leafs are going to get in this way either in terms of having conversations with other teams. Because obviously this would be a promotion. Unless who knows what happens with Kyle Dubas and maybe Pridham's involved in that scenario too. So that is the latest. And that was pre to the uh, uh, conversations with all the players and everybody. Locker room clean out day for the Maple Leafs. A lather, rinse, repeat is sort of the theme of today's show because we've done so many of these where it's like, oh, that wasn't good enough. And I won't lie. I just don't like some of the quotes coming out of the locker room. Like John Tavares keeps talking about belief, like, and maybe they're at a point where they just have no clue what to say. Maybe that's just it. But some of the quotes, you're like, my goodness, just don't say anything at this point. Like you're telling me there's belief in that locker room. There's belief in my life when I wake up every day. What's the difference? But anyways, remember to subscribe. Tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Again, at the Leafs at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube, uh, available wherever you find your podcasts as well. So just search us; you'll be able to find us. Subscribe, way like away, and uh, give them some give us some feedback. And uh, don't forget to visit the LeafsNation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concern, you can drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to it a bit later on. In the show. So Rosie's coming up, John Shannon as well. But for now, let's get over the boards. Yep, it's got that hollow sadness feel here on this Monday, albeit it's been, you know, a couple of days since Friday, and Nick Cousins scores that OT winner to send the Florida Panthers to the third round for the first time since 1996, when they lost, of course, in the Stanley Cup final to the Colorado Avalanche. But just the breakdown of this play, and I, I just can't get over the fact that everybody just con- c- continuing to complain about officiating. It's happening in Edmonton right now after the loss last night. I know there was a missed call in Ekholm. Uh, I know Gudis sort of holds on to the stick there of Cali Yarncroke. Um, but if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Not to you know pin everything on that, but I think it's such a lazy narrative, a lazy excuse this time of year because your team loses, you try to blame and put everything on, on the officials. Bottom line. They lost this series in game three, folks. So while we think that goal went in, whatever, the Leafs shouldn't have been in that predicament. They shouldn't have lost game three the way they did and shouldn't have been down 3-0 in that series. That's as far as I'm concerned. I don't think the officiating has been great, but there's no way in my world, even in my uh, sadistic world, that I'd pin everything on the officiating. I think that was part of the story, but not everything. I think the Leafs team deserved what they got, deserved what they got in five games in that series. The core four, three goals in five games, to me, unequivocally that is the biggest story of the season and the series nothing for Austin Matthews nothing for John Tavares one for Marner and two for Willie Nylander by the way who is outstanding in game five I think it's just going to be so hard to trade Willie Nylander if that does come to uh, fruition this offseason I just I I don't see a scenario even if he's a year away from UFA I think you have to find a way to re-sign Willie because again another postseason goes by and I think he was one of better, one of Toronto's better players, at least more consistent players in terms of the big boys, and showing up when it mattered most. The other takeaway was how putrid they were on home ice. Like Rosie and I talked about it all season long, how you know you you want to make Scotiabank Arena a house of pain, you want home ice advantage, you want this, you want that, and they come out in the Stanley Cup playoffs and go one in five at Scotiabank Arena. So like, what's the point of home ice if you can't take care of business? And Certainly along those lines, that has been the theme, that has been the trend here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's been the uh, postseason of the road team. We saw it again last night um, with the Vegas Golden Knights going into Edmonton in Game 6 and pulling out a victory. Uh, But I thought that was a glaring, glaring thing for me as Toronto's home record, 1-5. The power play stunk up the joint again, only 11 power plays in five games. And again, I don't want to get into the uh, officiating conversation, but the least power play always seems to be a juggernaut in the regular season. It gets to the playoffs, and when it matters the most, they're just not there. They were two for eleven. Same goes for the offense. By the way, I talked about this over the weekend. If you checked out our bonus material available at the Leafs Nation four one, I talked about the offense going dry, just the, the worst time imaginable, and it happens every year. They scored fourteen goals total in their last seven games of the of the Stanley Cup playoffs, two goals a game. Like that's insane to me when you look at the firepower on this roster. On a daily basis, we talk about the Leafs, how they're a juggernaut, they score goals like crazy. Then again, you know, gets to the the most important games of the season, and uh, nowhere to be found. So again, I'll have full reaction with Rosie coming up tomorrow from locker room cleanout day. No Brendan Shanahan, but Dubis will speak. Sheldon Keefe will speak, and now we're going to hear somebody else speak who has a lot on their mind the last uh, couple days, and that is Jay Roseville. Three hits with Rosie. <laughs>
1: Hey guys, welcome back to three hits today. I'm touching on the three things that I think the Toronto Maple Leafs need to address as soon as possible. These are going to be the things that determines the direction that this team goes and what next year is going to look like ultimately. And while not getting into it too heavily, I'm sure that's what we're going to do in the next weeks and months to come is break down all of these different categories and figure out what they need to do. And if they do make moves, figure out what those look like now. But number one, I think we need to figure out. What to do with the general manager and the head coach? Is Kyle Dubas going to return? Is Sheldon Keefe going to return? Are they both going to be gone? Is one going to return and not the other? If so, who, why, and what does that look like? So I think that needs to be handled first and foremost before they start figuring out what direction they're going to go, and I imagine that is on the minds of the powers that be. Number two, I think they need to figure out what to do with the core four. Who do you stay with? Who... Do you invest in, who do you think is going to take you to the next level and who's holding you back from getting there? And those are tough questions. Um, I don't think anyone knows the answer, but I do think that it is now proven to most people that this group isn't made to succeed in playoff hockey. They're lacking somewhere. And I think that in order to get the team that you want and to fix the problems, you have to dismantle in some way, shape or form the core four Uh, who that is. I don't know. Again, that's what we're going to be getting into in weeks to come, but something that needs to be addressed. And in my mind, the sooner, the better. Um, Obviously, with free agency coming up in july 1st as a time to make some moves trade some people around and i don't know what can you get for certain players and who wants them and what is their value and what will you have to pay them if they stay so many questions be a good time to get frank saravalli on when we're talking about that because he is the man with those types of things number three they got to figure out what to do with matt murray i mean Can you just send him to the minors? Can you keep him on long-term IR? Has there ever been a scenario where a guy is healthy and they're kind of convincing him to just stay on long-term IR? Is that even legal? Um, What are the ramifications of any decisions made with Matt Murray? Because I'm quite sure in my mind that they are going to go with Ilya Samsonov and Wol in this uh, tandem for the Toronto Maple Leafs goaltending situation. I mean Matt Murray if he's proven anything this year he's just proven that he's not reliable to stay healthy and it's probably as frustrating to him as anyone else in the world and you feel for the guy um when he's healthy he's, he tends to be able to play some good hockey uh won some games for us this year but he just can't stay healthy and you can't keep you know a guy of you know with his salary of any kind on roster if he's just not going to be playing any games and I believe that we've found you know, an up and coming talent with wall in net. I think he proved himself in the second round of the playoffs there. So that's the direction I think they're going to go. But what exactly does that look like for Matt Murray? Where does he end up? Where does he go? And what does this look like? I believe is going to be uh, pretty interesting coming down the pipe. So time will tell again, we're going to be breaking these things down on leafs morning. Take, Just about daily like we have been. And send us your opinions. Send us your thoughts on these kind of categories. And and see what these guys need to do. Because uh, there's no doubt that this time of year when things don't go well, the wheels start turning. And people want to see some change. So we'll see if that happens.
2: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either.
0: Jay Rosso, once again and again, if you want to check out our Epic Rant, go over to our YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401 for the very latest on that. And Rosie had some choice words following the Game 5 loss. We put together a video on Friday. Um, Hit some traction a bit on social media over the weekend, so make sure to go check that out. But the fallout does just begin here on this Monday on Leafs Morning Take. So happy to bring in longtime NHL broadcaster slash insider, co-host of the Bob McCowan Show. It's John Shannon. John, how are you, buddy? I'm fantastic. So, first question: Toronto or Edmonton? Bigger disappointment.
3: Uh, well, I'll tell you what. On Friday it was Toronto, and on Sunday it was Edmonton. Uh, you know, I, I think that there was some real belief that once the Boston Bruins were eliminated, Toronto had an easy path to get to the Stanley, or easier path to get to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, and the way the Oilers looked against Los Angeles, and really in many ways had the game under control in game 3 in vegas i think there was a real thought that uh, that they were destined to go to the stanley cup final too so uh, to me I, I i would i would almost give it a tie you know the the fan bases of both teams are so passionate about what this what their teams do they have elite players uh and i think i think the disappointment
0: in edmonton is matched only by the disappointment in toronto what's your sense as to what's happening behind the scenes right now in toronto
3: well, I think it's far too soon to think that we're going to have a verdict in the next 24 hours. Um, I, I think it's important to think that this goes all the way to the board. We have it. It's funny, Nick. Uh, 15 years ago, everything revolved around what the board said, what the board did, and and you know we always talked about the Ontario Teachers' Pension Fund and their control of this club, and they didn't understand what what it was like to to play the game. Uh, and what Brendan Shanahan did in a magnificent way was to take the pressure off the board. Uh, and he, he deserves credit for that. He he put a face to the franchise. So the question becomes is if the board sits down and the board is Rogers Bell and two people representing Larry Tannenbaum's company. If that's the case, uh, is Brendan Shanahan given a vote of confidence in order to try to reinvent the team? or just say hey status quo brendan you keep doing what you want to do or does the board sit back and say you know what this is really disappointing again and we have to reevaluate not just what happens on the hockey operations side but we have to we have to manage what brendan Shanahan does too and that i i i think i'm i'm not suggesting that there's a meeting an impending meeting but i i think that that discussion will probably happen at some point amongst the board members to figure out what the heck's going to go on with the Maple Leafs.
0: Because I think that was my fascination. And again, as we have this conversation, it's locker room clean out day uh, for the Maple Leafs. But that was my fascination with the fact that Brendan Shanahan would not be addressing the media on Monday. Do Are we reading too much into that? Like, what do you make of that whole situation?
3: I think we are. Uh, I think today is, you know, the the you know the, the hard and fast rule that you have to hear from the players as they put their stuff into green garbage bags uh and then you know you should hear from Sheldon one more time who now has 72 hours to reflect on what happened in game 5 uh and you know whether Kyle is going to say anything cryptic or Kyle's going to say anything that is uh uh mandatory listen is is another interesting thing i i, I can almost bet though that he will come across as uh intelligent he will come across as compassionate he will come across as somebody who understands what this team needs Uh, and
0: then we'll figure out what happens in the next week or two. I'm sure you guys will have the conversation on your show, and make sure to go check that out if you're watching or listening right now with Bob McCowan. But, like, what happens now? Because even talking to friends and other media members the last couple days, people already pitching, like, names like Tom Wilson. Like, in your opinion, what you saw here in the Stanley Cup playoffs, what needs to happen next from the Maple Leafs perspective? Well, the one thing that we... And, and and you know this the
3: the insanity of beating your head against the wall for the last few years, if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, is you've got to understand that the playoffs are that much different than the regular season. Uh, and do you have a team built for the Stanley Cup playoffs? Do you have enough grit? Do you have enough depth in in your in your roster? to play for the Stanley Cup. Uh, I mean, I think the best example right now uh, of the, how many teams are left? S- seven, five. Six, five. Five, five. Five. yeah, five, yeah. that's right. Five teams left. I think the best examples are Seattle and Vegas. And why, why are they that way? Well, they're relentless. They are, both teams are relentless. Both teams are deep and both teams have really strong defenses. So, Okay, that's a pretty good blueprint to start with. Um, you know, if I would had would have told you that, uh, you know, sure the sure the top six forwards in Toronto are are outstanding, but are they deeper than the Seattle Kraken or the Vegas Golden Knights? Deeper, twelve guys in. I think you might have a question mark. You might say, well, you know, it's pretty darn close. I mean, the the thing with Seattle and Vegas is that I don't. You can't match lines because they just roll them and they all look the same. So so. You know that's how you that's Stanley Cup playoff hockey. You look at the the strength of what has happened in Vegas with Alex Petrangelo and Alec Martinez and Braden McNab. I mean, you know that is a really big heavy defense. Shea Theodore when he's a hundred percent healthy. You know, do the Maple Leafs have a defense that good? No, they don't. So those those are the Those are the blueprints that I think you have to start to work with. And you have to say, okay, the 82 games are fun. You know, it's great, you know, and it's great to go to the game on, on Wednesday night or or Saturday night and have a good time, a social out. But do you want to win the Stanley Cup or do you want to win the regular season? You know, nobody walks down the street and says, there goes the president's trophy winning team. There's no parade. And so I think there has to be a paradigm shift in how you build your hockey club in order to win playoff games. And I, th- I think Kyle thought he's done that. I think Kyle thinks he's done that a couple of times. He always does the same thing at the deadline. He goes out and tries to find leadership and gritty players. But it's too late by that, you know, because it's a culture thing too, I think. I think there's something to be said for that. And so it, it there has to be a, a change in the blueprint somehow, some way. And hopefully Kyle gets a chance. In my opinion, I hope Kyle gets a chance to, to do the blueprint. But, you know, I think everything's on the table right now.
0: Oh, without question. I think the other thing I noticed of the teams remaining is you look at the trade deadline, all this conversation about the New York Rangers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Boston Bruins, and it's, um, you know, more times than not, especially this year, it's the teams that really didn't do much. Remember how much flack the Carolina Hurricanes did for got You know, outside of Shane Gossesburg they were really, really quiet. Maybe it shows you that I think we overvalue to an extent the trade deadline. But to me, that's the big conversation, certainly in you this think? market, the core. F- you, you, yeah. th-
3: you think? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, we, no, it's, and it's, we it's, fa- and we fall for it
3: every year, Nick. We fall for it yeah. every year because it's cool. Guys getting traded, wow, that's cool. You know, we yeah. live, we live in, the, we live in the aura of Butch Goring. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, what forty-two years ago? Come on, you know it. It there's something to be there's something to be said for building a culture from September,
0: not from March third. So, I love to point fingers on this show. Blame. Like, it's going to be a big word used throughout this week. Who deserves, you know, most of the brunt of the blame in John Shannon's world for this loss here against Florida? Uh,
3: I I think the the core four do. I, I really do. I think the four players do. You know, they're the ones that are on the front line. They're the ones that are getting paid the big money. They're the ones that the expectation is, is that you, you know, if you can score 40 goals in the regular season, you should be able to score goals in in the playoffs. Now, w- without making excuses, and we're, hopefully we'll find out today more information. But who played hurt, and how hurt were they? We all know that everybody's sore. We all know that there's bumps and bruises, but is there a wrist that's cra- with a hairline fracture? You, you know. This this is the hard part of 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 judging and making judgment calls in a uh, in a scenario like this, Nick, where mm-hmm. you, you you get angry with the players because come on, why can't they do it? What what's wrong? And then we find out later, well, he's he was playing with you know two broken toes, and it's hard to skate. It's hard to get your boot on. And I, I I'm waiting to hear that. You know I, you know it in many ways, and I. I said this to somebody about Edmonton. Yet last night, they they said, "Do you think anybody's hurt?" I said, "I hope so. I hope they're hurt because some of them didn't play very well." And I think you almost have to say, "Is somebody on the on the Maple Leafs hurt?" Well, I I almost hope so, so that there's there's a built-in excuse, a a, a real reason, not an excuse, a real reason why they weren't able to elevate their game like they did in the regular season.
0: Yeah, and I think it was just really unfortunate to your point that you finally won a playoff series in 19 years, and that's the way you come out for Game 3. Like, they were good in, in Game 1 and 2. Just the puck bounces, the puck luck didn't go their way, and then they're down 2 nothing, And then just a complete no-show, John. I don't buy three. that. The most imp- no? I don't buy that. I think I, I heard you say
3: Game 3 was the most important game. G- games 1 and 2 set the narrative. Games sure. 1 and 2 set the narrative. Why can't they get the puck luck? Why aren't they why aren't they providing the extra effort to get that break once in a while? You know, that that to me, I mean if if you had a choice, let me ask you this question right now. Yeah. If you had a choice, dude, Matthew Kachuk and Austin Matthews, who would you take?
0: Honestly, probably Kachuk right now. Right? Probably Kachuk. Yeah. Well and, 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 and I mean, so
3: well why? Matthews is bigger. Matthews has a better shot. Matthews is a better skater. But why can't he play like Matthew Kachuk? That's the that's the whole that's becomes the whole question. And I mean I, I actually have, I, I've never been a Marner fan all my life. But but I'll tell you what, I would never get rid of Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner's the modern day Dave Keon. I I I think Mitch Marner. You put Marner out on the ice, and Marner does exactly what he needs to do every time. He tries his hardest. You know, there, he, he leaves it out there. Um, you know, I, I don't know him as a person, but, you know, when you consider that, you know, every scenario, the Maple Leafs had something going on, five on five, killing penalties on the power play. Mitch Marner was there, and I, I would never, ever touch Mitch Marner when it came to this roster.
0: So let me ask you this, I think the consensus out there, there's going to be changes uh, in what way we don't know just yet, but what's the likelihood the Leafs make a blockbuster trade this summer, in your opinion?
3: Well, they have to look at it because I don't think you can go to camp in the middle of September and have that group of players look around the room and say, here we go again, you know, groundhog days in February, not not, not the 15th (laughs) of September. Um, and, and so, and, and not to beat a dead horse here about Matthews, but what is different about this scenario this summer in Toronto versus what Matthew Kachuk did in Calgary last summer, you know, get as in, are you, are you, do you want to sign here, Austin? Well, I'm not sure. Well, we can't take that risk. You can't take yeah. that risk. So that 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 to me is where this all starts. So whether that's a blockbuster or something happens, it all has to start with what are you going to do with Austin Matthews? Are you going to pay him fourteen million dollars? I mean, he's going to he's going to he's going to be a close to that number. It's going to it it it's going to be close to that number. And I I just I think you have to look at this whole thing and say, you know, what does does he fit into what what we need long term? And if you say, well, sure he does look at him. Great player, you know, you know, Rocket Richard winner, 60 goals, 40 goals. <laughs> this is about winning the Stanley Cup. This is not about individual awards. This is not about scoring goals. This is about W I N S. And and they have to they have to figure out and decide that. They have to figure out, and I'm saying they, the management of this team, has to. And they have to figure out this from the perspective of do the players really want to win as
0: badly as as badly
3: as, as you do and, and Jay does and, and every Maple Leaf fan in town.
0: Yeah, and all I'll say to rap too, like just watching some of these guys go after personal accomplishments late in the regular season had me wondering watching some playoff games. That's all I'll say, John. That's all I'll say
3: yeah that but that's natural in a, in a long season an eighty two game season it's a long season, it's, but you you have to maintain your focus overall you do you have to maintain that focus i mean i you know here we are we're talking about one of the greatest leaf regular season teams of all time, and we're trying to blow it up true you're trying to blow it true. up and yeah, what how how logical is that? You know, the, and the only other thing is, I I would say is, from from the perspective of people saying, well, we got to get rid of Kyle. Kyle's no good. Kyle Kyle can't do this. If not Kyle, then who? That's the other issue. I mean, this is not a great season for uh, available managers. This is not a great season for available coaches. And you know, and I think there's a few teams out there to figuring and trying to figure that out and finding that out
0: as we speak. It'll be a uh, fascinating for sure. And of course, you got the news about Brandon Pridham. Uh Maybe the Flames going to talk to him, but we'll leave it at that. John really, really appreciate the time today, bud. Cheers, Nick. All the best. Good seeing you. Take care. You too. That's the one and only John Shannon had a chance to work with uh, John a couple of years back at Sportsnet. absolute salt of the earth and uh, always has an opinion. That's what I love about him. Cause I always have an opinion as well. And the chat was on fire. So we will get to some of your, uh, Your uh, posts and comments, Uh, we hit 500 concurrent viewers today. appreciate all the support folks throughout the postseason. It really, really is disappointing that, you know, we're feeling good about life like two weeks ago. And here we are doing sort of a post-mortem. And again, Jay and I will have you covered all the way until free agency, by the way. And then we're going to scale things back in the summer. But make sure to keep a lock to our page at the Leafs Nation 401. The live shows will continue on a daily basis, 11 to 11.30 a.m. Eastern time here. Uh, on our very own YouTube page. So make sure to subscribe, hammer that like button at the least nation 401. one for now, the Botano wrap up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19 plus please play responsibly. And so I'm uh, disappointed that Edmonton series is over. Cause I was just hammering the, uh, uh, the first period over and it hit in all six games in that series, but we're going to hammer something else. That's hit more. It's hit in nine straight meetings between Dallas and Seattle And that is the over 5.5, as you see on your screen right there, minus 125, courtesy of our friends over at Botano. I have to go all in on this, folks. Like, it's 9 for 9. They've played 9 times this season. The over has hit in all 9 of those games. So let's go for 10 tonight. Easy bet, in my opinion, in terms of making it. If you lose, you lose. The data, the trend, everything tells us that number will hit tonight. And Dallas and Seattle has been a crazy story. So we'll see what's in store for 7th heaven of that game. Pick your winner. But I think I expect, once again, lots of offense, uh, nine for nine on the year. Dallas and the Seattle Kraken has been pretty mystifying, if you ask me, because I actually labeled that series as something to look at as the under, but it's been anything but. So with that in mind, let's get to the chat, and I'll do my best as I talk to Cypher through everything, uh, because there's a lot of you today, and really appreciate Uh, all the newcomers. If you're here for the first time, welcome at the Leafs Nation 401 where you can subscribe. This is a safe space. Whatever you want to talk about from the Maple Leafs perspective, what should they do in the offseason? Who should they trade? What should they do with Adubis, Keefe, Austin Matthews? Like T-Max TV writes in, Matthews got to go. I don't know if I can get to that sort of level, but um, a lot of people are throwing different names out there the last couple of days. That is for sure. I think, honestly, the guy I would move is Mitch Marner, and that's taking nothing away from Mitch Marner. I just think I like the way Nylander's been playing. Obviously, he's worth a bit of a boost. You got to resign sign Nylander first and foremost. But I agree with what John Shannon said. Like everything starts with the Austin Matthews conversation. Then you go from there. Because weirdly enough, it could be the guy nobody expects to move that moves in Austin Matthews. Like I agree with John. If Matthews is like, ah, he's uncertain, there's no way you enter a walk here, walk here without a new contract for Austin Matthews. So I think it's going to be very interesting. Having said that, it would be a very difficult move to make for me. But I again, there's a lot you can learn from what Calgary happened, uh, you know, and did with Matthew Kachuk and making that deal. I think there's a lot to learn around this league and certainly a same type of scenario they find themselves in with Austin Matthews and to an extent as well, Willie Nylander. But if you're looking to to, to shuffle the deck chairs, so to speak, I think Mitch Marner's that guy. And I expect, you know, a flurry of activity for this team once again this summer. But the other thing is, is like, they got to figure out what they're doing with Kyle Dubas. They got to figure out Sheldon Keefe and then and then work accordingly from there. But like there is a lot to be handled um in terms of offseason activity with this team. This chat just moving so fast. It's 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 tough to keep up. Um can you do sign and trades, Daniel, in the NHL? Yes, you can. Uh it's just worded a bit differently. Clay cut Jonathan Taves to the Leafs. Uh unlikely. I think if Taves plays Maybe it's Winnipeg. I just don't know how much Jonathan Taves has left, and of course he's been dealing with illness for a while. Um, so that that's another curious conversation. But I, it's just like it, it's it's interesting to me just talking to friends and people like the last couple days where everybody's talking about the sandpaper, the grit, and I get it. And and again, like you know, Tom Wilson's name's being thrown out there. Number one, who's to say that he's even available? Number two, what would it cost the Maple Leafs? Like, there are just so many moving parts as to what this team needs. And I think I got some clarity on Sunday as well in the fact that it's just so hard to win in this league. Like, you look at that Oilers roster. They were ready to win. The Maple Leafs are ready to win. At the end of the day, people lose sight of the fact there are 31 teams that walk away disappointed with how the uh, the season went. And there's one team that wins the Stanley Cup. And they're elated. They're happy. And they're they're feeling much different. So... I think, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where you have to put it in perspective. And while it stings right now, um, you just never know down the road what's going to transpire. But again, the, the chat's so hot, folks. I I can't keep up. Um, a lot of conversation about the Mitch Marner comments from John Shannon. I get that. It um, A lot of the basis, I will say, just to put everything together, is that people are talking about trades. Matthews, Marner. Nylander what Nylander's meant to this team Uh, even some Paul Paul Marner conversation love that on this show so uh, appreciate everybody in the chat and again it'll help when I have Rosie tomorrow so I can cipher through while Rosie's talking but keep the heat coming folks like just tune in tomorrow make sure you tune in tomorrow Jay Rose is going to be back under center I talked to him all weekend he's still fired up again if you haven't checked out our vids from over the weekend please do so Rosie was fired up very heartfelt and his rants are just epic so once again, I'd like to thank John Shannon for coming on today. Producer Alex did a fantastic job. Uh, everybody in the chat, you, you guys are phenomenal. It, it just—it's—it's it's crazy to see how much we've grown in a short period of time doing this show for the very first time this season. And it's been a lot of fun, and again, we have you covered all the way until free agency. I believe we're with you till July second or third, uh, Monday through Friday, eleven to eleven thirty a.m. Eastern Time, live, and then we'll scale things back in the off season. But again. We want to be your number one destination for all things Toronto Maple Leafs. We've been bringing you the guests. We had Matthew Nise on this season. We had Luke Shannon a couple times. We're going to have some other big hitters on in the coming weeks as well. Frank Saravali, who is an asset of ours, will we'll bring him on. We'll talk about what's next for this Maple Leafs team. But again, like the conversation just starts. It starts now after the, the post-mortem began, I guess, late on Friday night. It continues here on this Monday. So tomorrow we'll have... Full reaction from Locker Room Cleanout Day, and we'll get Jay's perspective on where this Maple Leafs team goes from here. So once again, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Don't forget to subscribe and like at the Leafs Nation 401. We'll talk on Tuesday. Thanks, everybody.